first day of training camp for the Chicago Bulls is in the books. And we're going to talk about what this training camp period is all for, according to the Chicago Bulls. We're also going to talk about comments from Nikola Vucevic, where he throws some words towards his doubters that I can't wait to talk about, and why the evolution of the Chicago Bulls offense isn't just about shooting more threes. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And, you know, this training camp period and all this lead up to the season and preseason for the Chicago Bulls. And, you know, after media day, a lot of what the team in totality talked about is the evolution, the next step that this team needs to take. Uh, and that's between the core three. That's with the overall offense. That's empowering the role players, things like that. And, you know, right before training camp, a couple of days before, we got word from Mark Eversley that, you know, the Bulls didn't really feel like a team. And the Bulls really set out to use this training camp period to kind of fix that uh, chemistry between the team. Billy Donovan saying this. The players really felt like it would be great to idea to go somewhere. The challenge was, do you take a three or four hour flight to go out west? What does that look like? Time change, those things. This was convenient. Belmont's got a great facility. We appreciate them opening it up. It was a one hour flight from Chicago to here. Um, I think sometimes just something new could be beneficial. Uh, nothing wrong with that at all. Just getting out everyone's comfort zone and being home uh, for camp. It can do something for a lot for the camaraderie. And so that is the kind of the thought process the Chicago Bulls have between this, right? When you have a team that, you know, the core and a lot of the, the part of the team had been together at that point for well over a year, and, and they said that they didn't feel like a team, having, you know, to try to switch up the monotony a little bit, right? Get out, get somewhere different, get away from the city of Chicago, right? To get away, like, and, and not that Nashville is a small city at all because it really isn't, right? But just to get out of somewhere completely different where it's just you and your teammates. Get away from the family, get away from the distraction, get away from the media in, in, in the sense, right? A lot of, yeah, the Chicago-based media followed them out there, but like just to get away from the rigmarole of it all, right? And so that is what the Chicago Bulls are trying to do with this with this free agent period, right? And so it really comes down to uh, how how the, the team sets the tone, right? Can they establish an identity out there as well in training camp? As much as they can in training camp, they're going to, you know, either strengthen or, you know, adjust that, that, that identity a little bit over the course of the season. But that's really what this, you know, training camp period was for for the Chicago Bulls. Now, we'll see if it ends up being successful and if it leads to this team just kind of seeming like it fit and the cohesion is better between the team, right? That's what you want to see from a team that kind of takes this step to get out there and do something different. Now, Let's let's be clear, though, you know, the, the evolution that we need to see from the Chicago Bulls, um, you know, offense and team overall. We talked about a couple of things. Right. Uh, Billy Donovan has said he wants the team to shoot more threes, to push the pace, uh, operate more in space. Right. Creating better shots for the other players on the team. Right. And it really comes down to the the the, the core three players on this team. Right. And, and while they talked about it, they, they gave the lip service to it. It has to come down to more than just words. Right. But, you know, you know, some of the words that we hear, that we heard from this, like uh, Zach Levine saying for how explosive we are, all at, we are all individually. It hasn't been shown as a unit. So we have to do a better job in that. It's been three years of that. It's time to put pen to paper and actually see some results. And so, you know, when you have Zach Levine, who really came in, uh, you know, to the media day and really seems kind of calm and poised. Uh, and he's always kind of calm, right, and, and kind of even killing, kind of monotone when he when he talks and gives interviews and things like that. But like everybody 
all the core three talked about the importance of playing with pace, the importance of the point guard, the importance of trusting other players, the importance of it evolving and changing their games, being used to their best strengths, right? And so it ha- it can't just come down to words. That is so often over the last two, three years with the Chicago Bulls team, everybody has said the right things. It has to come down to what comes on the basketball court for this team. And part of that is going to go with like establishing who the starting point guard is, right? I believe it's going to be Javon Carter to come out of it. A lot of Bulls fans want to see Kobe White. And there's even some of you guys as well who still thinks that Io DeSumo has a chance to come out with that starting point guard role. But, right, that's one of the first things, right? Because I think in establishing that is going to change some things. But then playing for each other, how are you going to sacrifice, right? Putting up and setting up your teammates to be in better situations and to play off, right? That's what this core three needs to do. We've seen it, right? And not to say that we've seen the ceiling of what this core three players can do, even though, you know, somebody like, shout out to JDH, is talking about continuity and it takes more years. At the end of the day, this team had the best health and has played the most minutes of any three-man lineup, and, and, and the results just haven't been there. And so that's not to say that they can't continue to improve, but at the end of the day, it's this, right? You, As a team, it has to be more than just those three players, and they have to more so than talk about accountability. They need to show it on the court with the way that they are able to really empower the other players on, and that means that the role players are going to have to step up, right? You can't, you can't take away from the importance of the role players stepping up on this team in the way that they need to, you know, even Javon Carter talking about the reluctance, uh, this team having a reluctance to take shots, right? This team has to step up in the in the key moments, and you have to have players that have the confidence to shoot. And that's one thing that, you know, Torrey Craig and Javon Carter are going to bring, right? They're going to bring a confidence to shoot. But Kobe needs to be more efficient, right? Patrick Williams needs to step up. And, you know, even hearing DeMar DeRozan's challenge for P-Will and, you know, going out there and getting a tech, which is a, f- a funny as hell clip, don't get me wrong. But really, the, I think the spirit behind that is go out there and show some passion. Show a little bit more energy than what we've seen from Patrick Williams kind of consistently on the floor. Don't be the guy that's just content with standing out there on the perimeter waiting for somebody to get you the ball and take a shot. And then even sometimes then you pass up the shot, Right. Me and Pat talked about, or me and Steve talked about over on Locked on Bulls yesterday, right? When's the last time you saw Patrick Williams try to take somebody off the dribble? It's happened a few times, but you want to see it happen more consistently, right? And that's how you, that's how you, you know, empower people and, and, and build your own confidence. But this, this core three players, they have to first put the ownership on themselves to play better. And that isn't going to necessarily come by always meaning take more shots, right? Is there going to be a time for some hero ball here and there? Yeah, especially in crunch time. When it comes down to close games, right? In the clutch, you're going to want the ball in either DeMar's hands or, or, or Zach's hands off catch and shoots, right? Vooch's hands to find the right open player, maybe even get the shot himself, right? Yes, in in the in the crutch time, you're going to re- want to rely on those core three, but we can't be a team that continues to be hero ball based. And so, you know, that means, yes, less isolations, more things that are actually running a offense, moving without the ball, right? These are the things that we've been talking about this team and how they need to evolve in those areas. For over two years, right? And we need to get to that point with the Chicago Bulls team where they're doing those things consistently. And we'll see if they can, right? We'll see if they can get to that point. But, like, ultimately, right now in training camp, if Billy Donovan's worth half a salt as a head coach and you're going to try to change some things, you need to establish that. But that also starts with your core three players, the players that are getting paid the most money on this team, stepping up in a way that's meaningful, stepping up in a way that that builds the confidence of the young guys. Because I tell you what, that ceiling of the Chicago Bulls isn't going to rise very much if you don't have role players that step up and, and, and kind of thrive in their roles a little bit more than what we've seen some, right? And then so one of the other things has been, you know, a heavy 
emphasis, at least in communication, in taking more three-pointers, right? And, you know, I love that Billy Donovan even talked about it's not about taking threes just to take them, right? It's about creating more opportunities and space where it makes sense, right? Getting out in transition to where catching that three on the break makes sense, right? Playing with a faster pace to where you can catch mismatches. And then Zach Levine off catch and shoots, Kobe off catch and shoots, things like that, right? You have to get to the point to where, yes, you want to you want to take more threes, and that's fine. They put you more in a modern area of, of, of basketball. But outside of that, the overall offensive philosophy has to be changed for the Chicago Bulls team, right? And that and that when when the when the games has slowed down for the Chicago Bulls, we have seen it, right? We've seen them kind of default to the the, the simplistic basketball that then it leads teams with better energy, right? More ferocity to really come in and take uh, advantage of the Chicago Bulls. And so, you know, we're going to we're gonna see, right? We're going to see. There are going to be opportunities for DeMar to, to thrive in what he does well, and that is being ball dominant. We need more opportunities for Nikola Vucevic to thrive, and that is being more of a, of a facilitator at times and to have things go through him with his basketball IQ, right? But you have to get out in transition. And one of those things to get there is you have to play defense more consistently right yes you want to play faster when you're in transition right and you but in the half court you need to attack the paint and so one of the ways to do that is going to be going through Nikola Vucevic a little bit more right and then allowing him when you do go down low a little bit more when you play in the post what that's going to do that's going to make defenses kind of pack it in and then at that point it opens up the perimeter for you so you have to be intelligent in how you go about um, getting uh, those three-point shots if you want to add it. Like, it's easy on paper to say, hey, we added Javon, we added Torrey Craig, boom, we're going to have three-point shooting. It's how you go about getting those three-point shots. And, you know, one thing, like I always say, with Billy Donovan's offense, as much as I am a Billy Donovan doubter, right, he has it has created open threes. We just haven't had the players to reliably shoot them consistently. And one of the stats to kind of, you know, uh, to, 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 to kind of open my eyes on that is Alice Caruso and Ayo Desumu were actually – it, towards the top of the league when it came to catch-and-shoot opportunities at, in the three-point range, right? And that's bananas because those aren't necessarily the guys that you expect to be able to hit those those three, right? Alex Caruso and Ayo Sumu both finished in the top 10 in catch-and-shoot quality, meaning that they got the best, o- o- the best open looks off catch-and-shoots. Now, they didn't hit it at a consistent rate. They're, they're in the, the top 10 as far as catch-and-shoot quality, right? But they, as far as makes, they're not nearly sniffing that, right? And when you look at other players in that, so the top 10 in three-point catch-and-shoot quality shots is Isaac Okoro, Ayo Desumu, Matisse Thibel, Alice Caruso, Herb Jones, Russell Westbrook, uh, Conchar, I don't know who that is, Reggie Bullock, uh, Trey Mann, and Davion Mitchell, right? There's something different about the rest of the names on that than Ayo Desumu and Alice Caruso, right? But it just shows that this offense can create catch-and-shoot opportunities. And we need to use those catch-and-shoot opportunities more for the players that are suited with that skill set. That is Zach Levine. That is Kobe White, right? That can be Javon Carter to a certain degree as well, right? You want to open that part up for their game and to see what they can get you. And so, you know, that's just kind of how the evolution of the Chicago Bulls offense kind of looks to me. One of the biggest parts as well as the Chicago Bulls, uh, you know, the evolution of that offense is using Nikola Vucevic to a way that's better suited for his skills. And it's so funny that Nikola Vucevic had quite, uh, honestly, a hell, a hell of a, of a quote when it came down uh, to it recently in his doubters, right? Saying saying the fact that, you know, he feels like a lot of the people who uh, critique him and, and talk about his game negatively just don't understand basketball. Is that quote? Out of the three of us, I'm the I'm the one that has sacrificed the most from an individual game. 
I feel like the people that have been critical of me really don't understand how basketball works. And I see that all the time here. And this is not to throw anybody under the bus, but I see it all the time on the YouTube channel, in the comments. A lot of you, a lot of the guys who leave comments and that cr- criticize Vooch for something that he, w- he wasn't, A, brought here to be, and that he's never been in his career, and then overlook the fact that he's elite at things. And then, even then, exaggerate. Is Nikola Vucevic a great pick-and-roll defender? No. Is Nikola Vucevic a great shot blocker and rim protector? No. But you know what Nikola Vucevic is? He's actually a really good positional on-ball defender, and he's ranked. He has a career defensive rating of 106.1. That's better than Bam Adebayo. That's better than Nikola Jokic. That's damn near uh, a little bit, just a little bit worse than what Joel Embiid has been. The fact of the matter is that, yes, Nikola Vucevic is a flawed player, absolutely. But the the way that a lot of you guys exaggerate what Nikola Vucevic is and isn't tells me that you don't actually watch the game of basketball. Nikola Vucevic is actually a really good on-ball defender of the center position. He just is, right? And then when you add into the fact that he's a he's a player that's the third uh, in in offense, right? He's he's the third option on offense, and he still went out there and got you eighteen and eleven. And all that being while while he's not being utilized to the best of his skill set and ability, you know what that means? If Nikola Vucevic is actually used to the things that suit his game the best, right? That doesn't even mean being the number one option. That just means utilizing what his strengths are. Nikola Vucevic isn't that far off from the exact same statistics that he gave as a number one option in on the Orlando Magic. And that is not something that you can just overlook. And it, it's so crazy that like people overlook somebody who is top 30 in the overall in the league at field goal, uh, field goal percentage, right? He, he was top 10 in rebounding per game. He was top 60 in scoring per game. Again, all that being while being a third option and not utilize the best of his skill set. I need y'all to back up off Nikola Vucevic, and I need y'all to realize that, yes, flawed player. Offensive rebounding needs some work, right? Uh, like I said, pick and roll defense, absolutely terrible, but if you understand basketball, you would understand we have probably three of the worst pick and roll defenders in, in, in the NBA right now, in Vooch, DeMar, and Zach. And guess what? If you catch two out of the three of those in a pick and roll scenario, a lot of the teams are going to get easy buckets, right? But that's not just on Nikola Vucevic. Yes, like I said, he has his flaws, and that is why team construction is always something that's important for how you build a team. And we really haven't helped shore up some of Nikola Vucevic's and the other players on the team's limitations all the time. And I think that that is why you see some of the things you do. But for the people saying Nikola Vucevic, like, for example, I don't even remember the, the damn, oh, Bloggable, their Twitter is fucking retarded. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, and I know that may get me demonetized on YouTube, but we got to be real. Bloggable is one of the biggest sour patch ass motherfucking pages and things that you can find on the Chicago Bulls in general. And it's sad because they didn't start off that way. They started off as a refuge for Bulls fans to really come as a community and talk. And, and, and that's kind of the thing that, that really we're seeing now in, in the Chicago Bulls creative landscape, right? You get so many people that want to be the I told you so people and, and rely on sensationalism and, and instead of actual content creation. But that's a story for another day. Nikola Vucevic has to back up his words, though, with action. And we have to see a Nikola Vucevic that is locked in. If you're going to say people don't understand basketball, then go out there and do what you do and be great at it, right? Do the things that you do and be good to great at it, right? Impact the basketball game. Call for the ball. Take advantage of mismatches. These are things that we need to do. But also, that comes down to that is why the point guard position is so important for how this team is going to operate, right? You heard Javon Carter talked about. I'm 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 excited to play with Vooch, right? Like that like 
that that's something to be said with that. And so Nikola Vucevic, a guy who, you know, I, I know he gets a lot of the doubt and a lot of the hate and people kind of zero on in Nikola Vucevic. And I tell you what, Nikola Vucevic is not the problem in the, with the Chicago Bulls. And I'll say this, no one player is the problem with the Chicago Bulls. And that is people who want to doubt on, on Zach Levine, people who want to doubt on DeMar DeRozan. You guys know, I'm not even the biggest DeMar DeRozan guy, right? But at the end of the day, this Chicago Bulls team is good. All the things that we're hearing right now is great, but you got to put it on wax, right? You got to go out there and make it happen on the court. And if we don't see the adjustments that, that match the words that we've been hearing from this team, it's just going to go another long way in Bulls fans being disappointed in the overall product we've been getting from the Chicago Bulls. And so let's hope, let's hope. Day two training camps today. Let's see what we get from it, guys. Make sure you guys sound off. Let me know your opinions down low in the comment section. I'll also tell you how to get it in for the mailbag. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. Thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.